This podcast is free and it's accessible to everyone thanks to support from listeners like you. If you value this show, please consider supporting its production by donating to our home, KUOW. It only takes a minute to give and you'll be helping to support the production of this podcast. Make a donation at KUOW.org or follow the link in the show notes. And thanks! Throughout his life, Chinese-American photographer Andrew Kung has been told that he's really attractive for an Asian man. Fed up with microaggressions and the lack of nuanced representation of Asians in the media, Kung left his tech job in Silicon Valley, picked up his camera, and moved to Brooklyn. For the past five years, Kung has been reframing Asian-American identity through portrait photography. In this candid conversation for KUW's On Asian America series, Vietnamese-American storyteller Simon Tran interviews Andrew Kung about his portrait series that aims to subvert stereotypes that portray Asian men as powerless and desexualized. Kung's series is called The All-American. This story was produced by me, Kristen Leong, for KUOW Public Radio. Uh, an intro. <laughs> um, hi, my name is Simon Tran. I am a storyteller, actor, and cultural producer based in Chicago, Illinois. I study drama and the comparative history of ideas at the University of Washington. Okay, so my name is Andrew Kung. I'm a photographer based in Brooklyn, New York. I grew up in the beautiful city of San Francisco, went to business school at UC Berkeley, worked in Silicon Valley at LinkedIn before realizing that I didn't want to be in that space. So I moved out here to New York and since then have been pursuing photography for the past five years. Andrew, it's so great to meet you. So nice to meet you as well, Simon. Um, So you had mentioned, you know, a little bit about the All-American series. Could you describe to me a little bit more about the series? It is an exploration of what it means to be American and what it means to be masculine in the context of the desexualized Asian-American man. Um, I did a lot of investigating in my own kind of experiences growing up and some of the microaggressions that I faced and a lot of the aggressions that some of my friends and peers had faced as Asian-Americans and also as Asian-American men specifically. And so that's when I started really hashing out, like, what are some of these scenes that I wanted to capture from, you know, the classroom or from the locker room where, you know, or the lockers where you kind of had these images of, you know, white women in the lockers and they were the form of beauty. And that made me question, like, why is it that we didn't celebrate APAM in May? Or why is it that, you know, Asian men were idolizing white women as the form of beauty? I was challenging a lot of these notions that I think that I had and a lot of other Asian American men or uh, boys had growing up. You had mentioned that you grew up in the Bay Area, San Francisco. I grew up in Olympia. You know, the Bay Area is known for having a really strong, you know, connection and, you know, community of Asian Americans. But when you went down to the South, to Mississippi, what were some things that you experienced and saw that you kind of can't really experience where you grew up? I think one of the first feelings was just 
landing in Mississippi and just having everybody stare at you. I really, for the first time, truly felt like a perpetual foreigner or like an outsider that really just did not belong. Um, and it wasn't until I met the members of the Chinese Delta community that I started feeling a bit more kind of kinship and kind of community. Uh, because I think for them, they had to immigrate to the U.S. and grow up in those type of environments. And the only people that they had were each other. So they would find community in grocery stores or in potlucks that they'd have every weekend. So I think seeing a lot of that reminds me a lot of you know my own family and a lot of the greater Asian American community. You had mentioned the physical spaces, right? So, you know, the locker room, the classroom. I can think of a specific moment in the classroom of one of these microaggressions that you had mentioned. It was in health class and we had to draw the human body. And because I was the smallest, they traced me because it was easier on the construction paper. And they like, you know, had to draw anatomy and they made mm. like, this was in seventh grade. Wow. And they had him, you know, they made those, you know, comments and questions. I was curious if, you know, especially like being Asian men, is there a, a moment that you had of being othered in that physical sense? Yeah, I think for you, there's that moment where you're kind of being traced and being almost used as a, as a subject because of you know, your size or whatnot. And I think for me, that experience, wow, there were, I mean, there were many experiences like that. I think one of the first ones that come to my head is that I think even at an early age, I would hear comments like, oh yeah, you're really attractive for an Asian guy. And I was like, wow, you know, why does it, why can't I just be attractive on like an absolute spectrum? Why does it have to be because I'm an Asian man? Does that imply that we are emasculated, passive, weak, unattractive, you know, is that the norm um, in, in the context and in, in why you made that statement? And I think I would hear that um, a lot kind of growing up and even to this day. Totally. You know, through your portraits, you, you really showed that and you, you know, chose three photos uh, that stood out to you. Can you talk to us more about these portraits and why these ones stood out to you? Um, we can start with the two images, the black and white and the color of uh, Jeffrey. I was setting up in Jeffrey's bedroom and I was like, oh, I want to make this uh, a very narrative image. And so I was asking him about his experience as a drag artist um, in L.A. And he told me that it's a very interesting intersection between kind of themes of gender, identity and race, because as a drag artist, Jeffrey had experienced both the desexualization of an Asian, being an Asian American man when he was just walking down the street without his um, kind of drag attire or his kind of performance attire. And the moment he would be on stage as a drag artist, he would be fetishized by, you know, a bunch of white men who kind of started catcalling him on stage and made really... Um, kind of condescending uh, and disturbing comments while he was on stage. So Jeffrey had to experience both what it means to be desexualized and also what it means to be fetishized as an Asian American woman. Um, and so 
when you look at the two images, you really see a polarizing difference between the kind of different experiences that Jeffrey has to face as a drag artist and also as uh, an Asian American man. Yeah, just adding to that, you know, one of my, I was really curious to hear you talk more about intimacy because that is a theme that you really, you know, focused on for the all American, you know, project. And I'm, it's interesting because as Asian American men, like we're not expected to talk about our feelings. Our cultures don't allow us to be vulnerable or intimate with each other or ourselves. So what, what does intimacy mean in relation to this project, but then also why did you want to include it? Great question. Um, I think intimacy has been such a large taboo in kind of Asian culture. You know, how we're not brought up to say, you know, words of affirmation or affection like I love you or um, to have physical touch or, or hugs, um, you know, with our parents or family members. I think intimacy is a theme that's really interesting to me. And I really wanted to bring that across in the images because as an Asian culture, we're not used to seeing that or feeling that. And it doesn't even have to be two people embracing each other, but it could be even just intimacy with kind of yourself and comfort with yourself. We're so used to um, kind of defining masculinity as something that is, you know, a chiseled jawline, a, a really built kind of structure, a certain type of persona or personality and what it means to be all American. And so I think for me, a big part was turning that whole idea on its head and saying that masculinity could be intimate, it could be soft, it could be a range of spectrum of experiences like that of Jeffrey. Um, and so that intimacy piece, and especially how I photographed that was a really big part in kind of turning that idea of masculinity on its head. I love that. And as an actor, I that really resonates with me because I think that we're expected to go certain routes that are kind of already created for us that are very, as you said, very, they're not on the spectrum. They're not nuanced. And I actually just finished the book interior Chinatown. I don't know if you've read it. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't yet. It's on my list, but you know, they have characters called, you know, the Kung Fu man, right. That he's trying to make it to that pinnacle kind of level but then you realize that you're still reaching and you know hitting the bamboo ceiling because it's still not enough and it's still not what really represents us. I'm curious to hear more about the other conversations that you had with other Asian American men in this project. What was a common theme that you heard when you were talking to folks that you that you photographed? And so before every shoot, I would really be intentional about asking and telling them, hey, this is the narrative that I'm thinking about for um, this particular image. How does that feel or, or resonate with you? And I think oftentimes the theme that would be centered around their narratives was just this feeling of being invisible, um, this feeling of being overlooked um, and also feeling not desired and desexualized by mainstream media, by mainstream media representations. Um, and oftentimes by the microaggressions that they face growing up and even today. So I think those are the central themes that came up no matter what the environment was from, you know, the classroom to the, 
to the lockers, to the bedroom, these were all consistent themes that a lot of the subjects would would talk about. And I think it gives me a lot of um, kind of satisfaction knowing that it isn't just my narrative or it isn't just a couple, you know, people's narratives, but it really is a, a larger narrative that talks about um, some of the themes that the Asian American community has to face and specifically Asian American men. I'm going to f- um, do one more um, question and I think we'll wrap up. In what ways has doing this series impacted the way you see yourself? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so I think after doing this series, I was exposed to so many narratives and so many experiences from Asian American men who grew up in the Bay Area to uh, Middle America to the East Coast, um, ranging across uh, gender, sexuality, spectrum. It really exposed me to the different experiences that Asian American men have. And for me, made me more curious to explore even more nuanced narratives. And so I think the series really pushes me and continues to push me to expose myself to different communities, different individuals and different experiences because me as an Asian American man myself, I have you know my own singular experience, but there's so many other experiences out there to learn and to incorporate into my work. And I think as an artist, I have a responsibility to do that as well. So I'm not just telling you know my own story, but being able to accurately represent uh, a broader spectrum of what it means to be Asian American and what it means to be an Asian American man. Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for talking with me today. It was an honor to learn about this series, but also just to talk with you. Yeah, thank you, Simon. Really appreciate it. I'm glad that you're also in the kind of creative space and and acting and producing or whatnot. So we'll definitely have to, to link up at some point. Absolutely. That was Brooklyn-based photographer Andrew Kung, interviewed by storyteller Simon Tran. That story was produced by me, Kristen Leong, for KUOW Public Radio, as part of our On Asian America series. This series is a collaboration between KUOW, Humanities Washington, Spokane Public Radio, and Northwest Public Broadcasting. For more from the On Asian America series, go to KUOW.org slash engage.